17th chapter. Verse 1 in particular. First Kings, seventeenth chapter, verse one. It's what we shall read. It wouldn't hurt to read all of that chapter. And it reads thusly, and Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, as the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand, there shall not be do nor reign these years, but according to my word. All right. Let's all say amen. 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 The latter part of that verse. would be our subject for tonight. At my word. It is the word of God. Yes. That we preach. Right, right, right. That we teach. Yes, sir. <coughs> there have been men who have given that word and the people of God have been those who have hearkened to that word We have no issue we accept it as God's word to us. All right. 
happened to have a prophet or a preacher to suggest that as his word something will be done. And this refreshing that some things have been done just as of old and of now. Elijah, one of the greatest prophets. Speaks the word here that he claims his word. But you know, we know that Elijah, speaking of the word of God, says in this first verse, as the Lord liveth. As the Lord, the God of Israel lives, whom I serve, there will neither be dew nor rain in this text. But for a few years except at my word. Martin Luther on the Protestant Revolution said I did nothing. The word did it all. I taught, preached, wrote God's word, and otherwise I did nothing. And while I slept, the word weakened all who opposed me. When you think about our adversary, mm-hmm. and consider the crowd 
that is often against us. All right, all right. We need for sure to know that the crowd may be against us. Uh, yes, sir. It may be, but God yeah. is for us. That what we say is of God. Elijah in this text appeared abruptly and uttered his awesome line. And just as a shout from the mountain can start an avalanche, so a single word spoken in God's way and in his time can have a seismic effect. Elijah's brief sentence uttered with clarity and passion triggered the landslide that swept the ground from under his opponents and jolted Israel into remembrance. Of who it is they served. The God of their father. All right. Here was a, a bumpkin, <laughs> unkept, All right. unpolished, uneducated, unaccustomed to the matters and the ways of the courts. A man weak where we are weak, tempted where we are tempted. This single man from the wrong side of Jordan stood alone in the polished halls of the cultured, and the powerful, flanked by symbols of earthly might, and in the presence of one of the most influential men in the Middle East at that time, he was not silenced. He remained conscious 
of a greater power. The power of the word of God. He would say to Ahab that I won't speak unless God is speaking. So we dare tonight to look at the power of the word. That the preacher preaches, that the prophet pronounces because it's the word of God. It calls tonight for an Elijah confidence. We must never rest until we have and Elijah confidence. For then God can work again through us the wonders and marvels of a day gone by. The message of Elijah was necessarily tears because Ahab had to find out for himself that God's word was true. Mm -hmm. And it's hard, my brothers and sisters, for others to Believe the preacher, what he says. Without understanding that it's really God who speaks. In due time, the word comes to pass as Elijah spoke. It quit raining. It did not rain for three and a half years. That's a long time. Josephus, the Jewish historian, reports in his work 
the antiquities of Josephus. The eighth chapter and the thirteenth verse. That the Greek writer meandered mentioned this drought in his account of the acts of Ethbo, king of the tyrants, where he said, under him was want of rain. That simply means that there was no rain. All right, all right. During the time Elijah said there would not be and there wasn't. In the ancient Near East and in Canaan land in particular, everything was related to rain. The progression and alternation of the seasons. Summer was a period of drought and sterility. The spring was intermittent, streams ceased, and only large rivers such as the Jordan could flow unless the crops were near a running source of water. It'd have to be irrigated from wells and systems so dependent on reserves stored during the raining system and the raining system was the rainy season. In the mythology of the time, Canaanite depicted the alternations in nature as violent and lusty conflicts among the gods. The representation of Baal normally depicted him banishing a crop in one hand, symbolizing thunder and stylized lightning bolt 
in one hand. Thunder in one hand and the lightning bolt in the other. Baal was the god who wore a helmet with horns, suggesting his association with the bull, which was a symbol of fertility and potency. Baal was the storm god who drove the clouds across the sky. Let his voice be heard in the crash of thunder. Violent conflict, he drove off Mott. Mott was the god of the dry season. brought rain and fertility to the land. But Baal was the God who would determine when the rain would fall. So you have Baal on one hand Mott on the other. Mott, whose name means death, was the god of drought and sterility. He presided over the dry season and appeared in Canaanite mythology as Baal's chief antagonist. When Mott came, Baal's time was over and he had to pass from the scene. Baal, of course, was nothing more than a myth, a superstitious patchwork of tradition old men legends and outright lies. He was nothing but a gigantic hoax. And so it is today. Something wicked and barbarous behind the lies that clutter the media clouds our mind. He is the one that gets credit. He's the one of whom Jesus in the Gospel of John, the 8th chapter and the 44th verse said, He was a murderer, a murdered, a murderer from the beginning, not holding the truth. 
for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language. For he's a liar and the father of lies. That's pretty harsh, isn't it? But the people believe in the mythological God of thunder. We must say today that we live in a world of cosmic deceit. Hidden agendas, treacherous motivations, illusions and lies, and Satan is behind it all. His strategy is to deceive. His objective is to destroy. His true, cruel mind is behind the lies that buffet us all day long. The media messages that encourages us to find ourselves in something or in someone other than the living God. To go from all the gusto, but to leave our Savior out. But Elijah shows us how to meet this satanic force in our times. We meet it with confidence, built on belief in God. Elijah never wavered in his belief in God. So odds were never a problem. He had God. It's ludicrous, ludicrous to think of taking on Satan in our own strength. It's only in the power of God that we win against the evil one. We know the power of God, yeah. that power sustains us. Right. It's that power that fortifies yeah. our confidence, yeah. enabling us to stand against the devil yeah, and all his imps. 
the challenge before us tonight calls for an Elijah confidence. But then, secondly, the challenge before us tonight calls for a word stance. Our text says, there will neither be dew nor rain in the next few years except at my word. As I said earlier, Elijah had no word but God's. He had no will but the will of God. So he dares to stand on the word of God. John said in his gospel, that the word that is older than the rocks, word that is older than time, was a repeated phrase that Elijah's story began with. Then the word of the Lord came to Elijah. Behind every utterance of the prophet lay the overwhelming authority that God gives. All right, all right. When he spoke, he was saying again what God had already said. Yes, sir. Nothing more, nothing less. So when Elijah says there would be no rain for a few years, that was God. His was a saying again, what God had already said, nothing more, nothing less. The preacher is Elijah's for the day. Yes, and Elijah's stands on the word of God. And we must know that God keeps his word. Yes, sir. 
Heaven and earth shall pass away. But the word of God stands forever. Until we believe it. Until we put faith in it. Until we trust in that truth. We'll be forever weak and vacillating. We must know that the word of God fortifies us. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We don't have any other power. No, right, no. Right, right, right. The word of God. And there seems to be tendency to go against that word yeah. or to listen to a, other voices and there are a lot of voices But there's only God's word yeah. for us today. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Many truths, does Oprah speak? And we listen to her. She, like many of the voices that we listen to today, but oh, what a the man from heaven yeah. that we listen to the word of God. Yes. Because Ahab's will come along. And I don't want to just point out Oprah.
but I really want to establish that the word of God uh-huh. must prevail. Yes. Thank you, Brother Pastor. Oh, be right, this teacher!